Today's Braised Bits is brought to you by Ross Pierogies. Do you love to combine your American business magnates with Eastern European dumplings? Well, you're in luck because Ross Pierogies is the first ever company to combine the billionaire and highly competitive 1990s third-party candidate with unleavened dough that is boiled and usually pan-fried. Popular flavors include capital gains tax and mushroom and balanced budget and potato. Ross Pierogies, never braised, but we love braised bits. We got some braised bits. We got some braised bits. They're coming in hot, so ready or not for braised bits. Mmm, bits. Welcome to the pod kitchen, Ross Pierogies. A delicious treat, delicious treat, and it's uh, very relevant. How come? Pesach. We live in a political culture. <laughs> it is unleavened. But I don't think pierogies are kosher for Passover. They really Definitely sound not. like they're not. Definitely not. They do They do put in that unleavened on the Wikipedia. If you look at pierogies Wikipedia, unleavened is is in the beginning. That's surprising. I was. I would think they were leavened. You love it at Levitt's Furniture, Long Island Furniture Store. John Lovitz is leavened. I'm leavening it. Welcome to Braze Bits, everybody. We're into it. Welcome to Braze Bits, Levittown. Uh, this is a, an episode, as always, episode 70. Episode 70. I'm firing all cylinders. We're in our chef's whites. It's, it's springtime. I got a pep in my step. We're moving and grooving, Lance. How the hell are you? I'm doing all right. <laughs> That's beautiful. You look all right. I was saying pre-pod. I don't think we had it on the air. I was waiting in the, the Zoom waiting room, and I was just yelling to myself, here's Lancey. Because when you have your late-night talk show, I'm going to be your announcer. I'm going to be your Don Pardo. I want to be your Andy Richter and just really, really get you going, introduce you to the crowd. I don't know if I'd be a good – I think I'd be a pretty terrible late-night talk show host. That I would be the sidekick. You, I, I would, you would, I would be, elevate you as a side guy. You would be so good as a side guy that people would be like, well, why isn't it this guy's show? And then it'd be reversed, but then I wouldn't be able to intro you. So I would just get fired and they would hire Freddie G. <laughs> oh, no. I don't want to intro Freddie G. But the is Lancey. People get people go wild for it. And it'll be like a little reverse. <laughs> I would be like your, the Guillermo to your Jimmy Kimmel. I guess. I don't Guillermo. really watch. I don't really watch late night shows. I watch the clips. I don't. Really, I used to watch Letterman talk about, it, but I I don't watch. I like Letterman, and Letterman's gone. So you, you know, I got I, I listen to Braze Bits. Listen to Braze Bits. You can't beat this banter. You can't no. beat the podcast. It's unbeatable. It is the podcast. It is unbeatable. Today's Monday. We've been recording on Mondays lately. That's the routine we're in. I'm feeling the. You know how Monday sometimes the week just kind of it gets dumped on you. Dumpling, sure. Pierogi. I feel like I'm under a mountain of pierogies and I got to just eat my way through it. And that's why we're on the pod today. Absolutely. We're going to eat our way out. We're going to write our way out like Alexander Hamilton, except we're going to eat pierogies. You know, when there's, you might not know this, but if you look at food tours of cities, they're like, eat your way through Boston. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what are you going to eat this, eat the road? (laughs) Be a lot of eating. And I don't want to eat my way through anything. No. I, I, I get full pretty easily. I'm a, I, I got a, a belly flop, but I get full pretty easily. Like, I, I, I like to spread out my meals. I don't like to have a huge feast. 
And I think we were talking, I think this was the Patreon episode. Subscribe to Patreon, by the way. That's a natural plug. Subscribe to the Patreon. You get to see us wearing our chef's whites and watch yeah. the video form. You were talking, I think, on the last Patreon episode about eating healthy. Sure am. So you can't eat your way through a city. You really got to eat your way through a rural village because there's less population, less food. Right. <laughs> One positive thing is we are a food podcast, food comedy podcast. We're, we're comedy chefs. We don't eat on the pod. I hate when people eat on, chew on pod. People well, chew into the mic. It's Yeah, people are either A, disrespectful, or B, really disrespectful. It might be some sort of insecurity of being afraid of like being your full self, Bill Self. Kansas. Mr. Selfridge, that's the thing, right? The character in something. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Jane Austen. Yeah, it's it's a way of, of tricking themselves and be like, oh, this is a casual conversation. It's not. I'm not. I'm not trying. It's it's so point. it's so rude. I actually, I was. On, I don't think I talked about this on the pod, but I was lucky. I was on this uh, podcast called Deep Dives, and a few weeks ago, I, I listened to some of that. It was great. It was a lot of fun, and got some some listeners and some people interested. But it was. Um, the interviewer, Matt, asked just, it's like an interview with a person who does something. Um, and he just asked me a lot about comedy. And yeah. there's comics, there's comics who, and you've seen this in stand-up comedy, there's people who will throw away sets and just like not really try or just do all new stuff or kind of almost just like have a, a relationship with the audience where they take them for granted or don't really think about, oh, someone might've gotten a babysitter that night. This is their one night to have fun. I always try to, because I was talking about like trying new stuff and I always, you have to try new stuff obviously to advance as an artiste, but you also have to respect the fact that people often paid, or even if they didn't pay, they right. came to have a good time and the good time is you. And I'm very cognizant of the fact that, you know, off stage, I'm really not a good time, so I got to be a good time on stage. We're both David Artists. I think it's part of the game, and we're both not famous enough yet. I mean, we, we have our Brazerbacks who, who make us feel famous, but we're not famous enough where people are coming out to see us, and like a crowd is a full crowd is coming to see us. So if we, if they're coming to a comedy show, it's usually a first impression. We we gotta we gotta give them the goods. I was listening to Nate Bargazzi on a podcast. And he was talking about how once he started gaining some a bit of a following, he felt it was easier to like to try new stuff because in, in the beginning of a set, because they would just be happy to see him and excited to see him. So they would kind of he could kind of do 10 minutes up top of new stuff that wouldn't be great. And the crowd like wouldn't kind of they, he wouldn't lose the crowd because they were just happy to see Nate. Yahtzee. Bargatze. Yeah, I'm a, in this part. I think I'm going to let you do the heavy lifting, kind of keep the conversation going. Because usually both of us have to do it, but you know, I'm just gonna start eating on this pod and just disrespecting you and disrespecting our Brazerbacks. It would probably cause for good content, a little bit of a rift in the way, yeah. a little bit of oh, tension, yeah. a little yeah. bit of arguments, a little, little bit of braze battles. Yeah. Battle, you know, from Mario Kart. <laughs> Battle. <laughs> I thought I, I couldn't place where that was from, but Mario Kart feels right. I'm gonna lose a balloon. 
gonna pass. I, hate, I hated that round. The, 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 I just want to race. I don't need to bump well, into my Mario Kart because you were doing some grand prix, but then you get tired of it playing with friends, and you got to keep the good time. What else are you gonna do other than play video games? You're not gonna talk to each other, so you gotta do. No. A, you can't do verses because that's just you and no one else, and that's boring. So you gotta do battle. Battle. Just knocking carts. Yeah, I do got a meal prep though. Great. So I don't know if you saw this, but on the Braze Bits Instagram, if you don't follow us on Braze Bits, we post clips and it's a good time. We got some good banter with our top Razorbacks on, on our DMs. You could always DM us. The Podfather DM'd us. He sure did. The Podfather got into the mix. He sure did. <laughs> you were like, he sure did. And then I thought you were going to keep talking and then you just didn't. No. <laughs> I'll, I'll, let you, I'll let you give the meal prep. Let you say it. Well, first he talked about Nothing better than past baby lamb chops at a cocktail hour. I'm assuming in reference to our wedding appetizers. Correct. Was that a regular Braised Bits episode? Or was that a that was regular. Our, yeah. our Patreon was top nine cuts of meat, where we also did talk about lamb chops. A lot of lamb so, chops. A lot of lamb chop. So, it, yeah, it could have been in reference to the Patreon episode, although I don't think it was published. This is good pod stuff, talking about logistics. You know you know, this is what I Inside do. Inside Braised Bits. Yeah. Anyway, so he's talking about, you know, lamb chops. I, I think it's great. We think we both think it's great. And at the same time, while he's DMing us, I'm at my parents' house for Passover and it's actually before Passover and we're ordering lunch and we're ordering lunch at a pizza place. And my dad is in the mix and, you know, he can't just order a normal pizza. And he says, let me have an egg and pepper hero. And I say, what? He said, you don't know what I, you know, he, he takes it from like, my what is kind of like, why would you order that? It's like a half of why would you order that? And another half of like, what, what is, is that? that? And then he just takes it to a thousand. He's like, you never heard of an egg and pepper hero? And then starts talking about hero boys on 39th Street and 37th Street and 9th Avenue. Going all out about this egg and pepper that I'm like crazy for not knowing what it is. So at the same time, I realize we're talking to the Podfather, so I DM your your dad, the Podfather, our Podfather, and I just ask him. Uh, you know, my dad just ordered an egg and pepper hero for lunch. I never heard of this as something one typically orders, and he claims it's a classic New York City sandwich. Then he referenced the place. I said he said I was QAB questionable at best for not knowing about the egg and pepper hero. Is this lack of knowledge QAB? <laughs> Godfather responds, and this is really, I, I see where you get it from in terms of your like responses to my things. This is like exactly what you would say. He said, Lance, don't beat yourself up over this lack of knowledge. It's exactly word for word what you might say. Of course, there is a fucking pepper hero. Us podfathers must have each other's backs. I personally would add onions and maybe some potato, but straight pepper and egg could stand on its own. Not familiar with this establishment. My go to has always been Eisenberg's on 5th Street and 5th Avenue and 22nd Street. A sad announcement, Eisenberg's closed like two weeks ago. Oh, no. Not yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to reveal Parmesan. I thought it would ruin the, the good vibes. Yeah, that might be yeah. breaking pod news to the Podfather. Yeah. That is awful news. Yeah. Classic. I've been there many times with Podfather. Egg and Pepper Hero is a bold order for lunch. And we're talking eggs, like scrambled eggs. And we're yeah. talking pep, not like salt, not like the spice pepper. We're talking like sliced peppers. Yes. And he's, he's talking about how it's, and I, I'm like, okay, this, this is an egg sandwich with peppers, right? But yeah. he's kind of positioning it as this like 
you know, like a turkey sandwich, basically. Yeah. How do you not like know? Common, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I have it. I have some and it's good. I mean, it's an egg. And my dad also, he, he he's like, it doesn't have potatoes, real good ones have potatoes, you know, kind of like judging the place for right. not having a real egg and pepper hero, even though, is it a thing? Although when I called and it's like a real long Island pizza place, so I, I, I call and I'm like, do you have an egg and pepper hero? Kind of like giving them an out because I wasn't sure <laughs> it was a ridiculous yeah. order. And the guy's like, oh yeah, we do that. So it kind of justify that sure. it's something people order. I've never heard it, but I, I, I've never had it, I've, but I've heard about it before. I remember a couple of my friends growing up would get it at like our local deli place. But and also if from like, if you're a pizzeria, if you have bread, if you have eggs and pepper, you, you can you easily can make, make it. it. It was, it was kind of a ridiculous order because this was also like a little later. It was like 2 p.m. or 2.30. Yeah. We were having a Passover Seder that night. So it was like not the thing to order before a Passover Seder. But that's what he, that's what he likes to do. And then also big it. news. We have talked about this ongoing, but my parents had not been brazier. You know, they tough tough to figure out what podcasts are. I kind of never, sure. really, never really held it against them because I don't think they listen to podcasts at all. It's a whole thing. You got to get involved. And this had come up, um, you know, the egg and pepper. I said I was going to talk about it on the pod. And I didn't think they'd listen. But then I talked to them on the phone yesterday. This is when I'm already back in, in Brooklyn. And they're like, guess what? And they, they're like, put the phone over the Sonos. And I couldn't hear it. But they're like, we're listening to your pod. <laughs> we're listening to Braze Bits. That's so they fantastic. Yeah. That's, they're listening together. Yeah. So it, their their first awesome. their first exposure to Braze Bits was you talking about sixty nine. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Great first impression. Yeah. Holy mackerel! If they made it to this episode, I apologize. I actually have a follow up to the sixty nine uh, story I told last week. If you're listening, if you're Braze back, you didn't hear last week's episode. Last week's episode was episode sixty nine. I talked about how in Spanish class I asked my Spanish teacher what. 69 was in Spanish, and he uh, was insulted by that and went to the principal's office and called my parents and said that I was being very respectful in class. <laughs> and I didn't really remember the fallout, but apparently my the pod mother, the, the pod madre, listened to the episode as well. She sent me an email detailing the fallout from that. She said that the teacher wanted me to get detention for that and that the pod mother made an appointment with the principal went in, talked to the principal, somehow told my side of the story and, and also said that uh, because I had Hebrew school two times a week and then football practice two times a week, I wouldn't be able to go to detention. And then got, she got me out of detention and that the teacher was indeed let go the following year. <laughs> I probably would have enjoyed detention more than Hebrew school and football practice, but the pod mother really, really stood up for me there. You'd wow. You really built a lot of detention with that story. I did. I can't believe now your parents probably think I'm a dirty scoundrel. I'm putting you in detention. <laughs> Put me in detention, throw away the key. I, I've never actually been in detention. Like, what do they do? You, they make you like write 69, like 69 <laughs> times on the chalkboard? Yeah, I don't think I ever got in detention either. I got in trouble in Hebrew school one time because we, oh, yeah. I was always joking around in Hebrew school. I, I was serious, oh. serious enough in normal school, but Hebrew school was like everyone was joking. The whole thing was like, who could joke around more i don't think i've of, ever laughed harder than in hebrew school yeah, it's kind of like because a stand-up stand comedy yeah, practice exactly 
And it's always the funniest moments when you're not supposed to be laughing and you have to hold in the laugh. Yeah. Those, those are the funniest moments. Yeah. Anyway, we like, I don't know, we were just like scribbling on some, like it was like a piece of paper, but it was with a prayer. And then the cantor got super angry and was like, you can't scribble on a piece of paper with Adonai's, with God's name. And made us feel really bad. And he got kicked us out of the class. And then I don't remember what happened after that, but uh, I felt I felt pretty bad. I was like, oh, that's that's I shouldn't do that. Get wise you know what? We were all joking around. Everyone was joking around the whole time. So it was it was very like arbitrary. The uh, he probably just right. you know he probably just was like these people are out of control. I got to do something to to get, win back the room. Get some control. Yeah. Demand the attention. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I'm I'm happier your parents listen to the pod. Not happy they listen to the 69 episode, though. It, <laughs> I think overall it was a good episode, but tough first impression. I, I'll I'll build my way back. I think it was good. I think they liked. It. I don't know. I mean, you know, who knows? Who knows? Not really sure the pod. Well, I don't know. I'm never. I can't say because we're we're the comedy chefs, but I feel like sitting down. Like I imagine them in the living room together. Just like staring at the walls, listening to the podcast might not be the best experience. I feel like you got to be. Well, this is what probably happened. I feel like my mom is like doing it while like cleaning up like breakfast or or something. She's like doing stuff. She's always like doing stuff. So she's probably like while she's doing her stuff around the house, it's on. That's perfect. My dad just like sitting on the couch with. No, he's he has his laptop up. This was Sunday. So he like. he, but he's like working it's tax season but he also like work, he works a lot he likes to work that's his Love that. uh so he just like probably has his laptop up and he's like not really listening to it but he has yahoo news up it's like a big <laughs> yahoo news guy love that Love yeah. that. yeah Yahoo News has been around for a long time i said yahoo news is the tiktok of for baby boomers <laughs> yeah great headlines great video it's precise good layout yeah yahoo <laughs> Beautiful. You want to want to dive into some highlights? Not before I say that you're a real Yahoo. <laughs> you're a, you're a real Yahoo. I want to slurp you up. You want to slurp me up like a childhood snack? <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> a little foreshadowing. A little foreskin there. Yeah. I can't I can't help myself. Let's get into some highlights. We're really grooving along. Yeah. You, you had any highlights from last week? I do. Do you want to do you want to tell the Razorbacks? Yeah. Why not? First? I just I want to let you. I want to make you work a little this episode. I don't know why. I'm, I'm, I'm lifting. Feeling... I'm getting into, into spring shape. Get my body, bruise me, batter me, dip me in some batter and fry me up. I'll fry you up. I got two highlights. They're both food highlights, actually. So the first highlight, this is not our Passover. Our Passover Seder was delicious. My mom made lamb. We had Brussels sprouts, or as my dad likes to say, Brussels sprouts. He like couldn't, he couldn't like, he kept emphasizing sprouts. He's like, could you pass me more Brussels sprouts? <laughs> And then I kept saying that, and it was, it, was, it was a good joke. I love your father. I love him. Um, Let's see. <laughs> we had some Brussels sprouts. We had matzo ball soup. We had we had matzo. I was going to say challah, but we didn't have challah. We had matzo. But the, my food highlight really is the, the night before. I get out there, and my mom makes this chicken with uh, apricots and olives, like a roast chicken, I guess, I don't know if it was, I don't even think it was slow cooked, but it tasted like, and it was just so unbelievably good. It was like one of the better chickens I've ever had. Wow. And I'm still thinking about how good it was. And I, you know, I talk about how good it is. And she's like, it's from the New York times. <laughs> the recipe. Yeah. 
And she's like, I'll okay. give you the recipe. It's from the New York Times. She's a big, it's from the New York Times person. That's great. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And was this, was this her first go batter? Has she, has she tried this recipe before? And she's made things like this, but never exactly like this. And it was, it was really good. I had multiple different pieces of chicken and they were all good. Wow. Yeah. And it was, phenomenal. it was just like one of those, those foods where you're like, we we're talking about actually on the Patreon episode about how chicken breast sometimes could be you know, dried out, not always good. But this was one of those that showed you what chick, what you could do with, with chicken, how, how good you could really make it. Sure. Impressive. Yeah. And then my second highlight is actually this afternoon. Well, yesterday we go to this farmer's market by us now because we're in our thirties and married. And that's what you do when you're married in your thirties. You go to farmer's oh, wow. markets. Yeah. So sorry, I'm getting some sort of buzz, buzz Aldrin. Buzz Lightyear. Oh, I got to I think I got to I got to take this, but <laughs> let's see. Wow. Well, Sorry for interrupting. It was the only thing I would ever interrupt the pod for, really. I was just we were just talking about how people think they're better than the pod. They got better stuff to do. And I really don't. But this this was big. I'll talk about it next episode, probably. Huge. Great uh, foreshadowing. Yeah. Great childhood snacks. <laughs> <laughs> yummy, yummy in my tummy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so your mom's chicken. Your mom's bird. I, I went to the farm farmer's market, farmer's market. And we've been getting this kimchi from the farmer's market as like a, a snack. And it's been good. And it's like, you know, because if I wasn't having kimchi, I'd have like donuts for a snack. <laughs> so it's a better snack. And sure. it's good. This week, decided to get it. They had like a bunch of different ones. Either I hadn't seen them or they were just like kind of putting them more in the forefront. But it was this garlic kimchi. Um, and it didn't really have like cabbage. It was more like peppers and garlic. And it was spice. And it was like, it's like one of the best things I've ever had. So good. Have you ever had Kim Cheech and Chong? No. I got I to gotta try that. It'll, it'll light you up. But this... I didn't is, know you could have different kinds of kimchi. I didn't I know either. I thought it was just like cabbage. Yeah. It was, it's called... I, I should I should have brought the label with me and take it out of the fridge on the pod. It was like something else. It was like called... There was like another name. It was like something kimchi. It was kimchi it's unbelievable. Kimchi intimidates me. Something about it. I've had it a well, couple of times and I, and I like, I feel like when I have it, I enjoy it, but I'm like, I don't really want any more. Well, it's very, uh, it's, a, it's a strong flavor. It's pungent. Bold flavor. Yeah. Raybold flavors. Raybold brothers. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's also like, what I like about it is, uh, I feel like you, you don't, you can't, you almost like can't have that much. Uh, but it's also like I have it and then I'm, you're not like hungry for more, you know, it's like one of those foods really, I guess, cause, cause it's, it's, um, it's like hot, like but also, you know, yeah. It sounds like an adult snack because you can just have a little bit of it. It's got a pungent flavor and you don't have to overeat it. A little bit of kimchi in my life. I feel like I, I've seen a lot of like progressive chefs throw some kimchi on random sandwiches these days, like on a burger or on like a, a pepper and exit hero. I'll get it kimchi at a Lou bodega Let's get some kimchi and some kimchitos kimchi kim frito-lay kim kardashian sex tape you got to do your highlight oh all right <laughs> <laughs> uh my highlight was the seder the passover pesach 
we went over to my my family plus my sister's boyfriend went over to my cousin's house uh everyone is uh, inoculated which i didn't know was it was a word my dad was the oh was yeah that's, that's, a good, that's a good word great word yeah it's like don't worry we're all inoculated <laughs> and i was like sounds sounds great to me inoculated on heaven's door <laughs> yeah luckily uh, hopefully i mean it's a little too soon to call but look, we're all i think doing all right but it was the first like family holiday i've had since uh covid19 started you're you're a knock ock yeah zoc doc we're all we're all covered <laughs> we're all covered we all got cocked and loaded and we fired off a great Passover Passover meal. Passover. Um, we let in Elijah. Uh, my sister's boyfriend, it was his first Seder. Cheers. <laughs> Lance is drinking liquid, staying hydrated. I was a little worried. I think it was a Patreon exclusive, but I was worried Lance doesn't stay hydrated, but he does. Um, yeah, what can I say? You, we talked about, you talked about what, you, it was a classic Passover. I feel like I just appreciated it more because we didn't get to do it last year. Last year, we didn't even do like a Zoom Passover, Pesach. Had the classic matzo ball soup. I, got, I did the classic answering questions of, uh, Jesse, have you ever tried kefilte fish? And I always say, yes, it's not for me. <laughs> oh, but Jesse, have you, have you really tried it? I love, I love answering those questions. I'm not, I'm not, I don't like kefilte fish. Um, had some matzah, had some harosis. We did, we did probably about a 35-minute Haggadah. Did the classics, a little Dianu. Dianu really slapped this year. I feel like it hit different this year. The Dai Dianu, I, I really appreciated it. Just remembering different moments over the years of funny moments. My, my sister's boyfriend tried uh, Manischewitz for the first time. And he's like, oh, it tastes like juice. And then I like whispered in his ear. He's like, do you say it tastes like juice? And he almost <laughs> spit that out. And then I thought that was a funny moment. And he, he's like almost embarrassed, but he, no one heard it. Um, and then the one disappointment, I don't think my aunt will listen to this, but my mom, I've talked about her brisket. My mom's brisket is the best of the best. And apparently my aunt insisted on making the brisket this year. And it just didn't touch my mom's brisket. That was the one. I was hoping my mom was going to make the brisket. Nothing, again, not, not, wasn't my mom's fault. My aunt insisted upon it. But we had latkes. My mom made meatballs that were like these Swedish sweet meatballs that were delicious um add some jello mold my aunt makes this like jello mold that's that's really good i got to see my my little cousins i roughhouse around with them threw them around um and it was just it was a great passover day night day night we, we did we did an early one we had like a, a like a probably like a four thirty five o'clock because we had little cousins that had to go to sleep kid cuddy day, day and night, night. Bingo. Yeah. We were, we were all pursuing happiness. Is your sister's boyfriend Jewish? He is not Jewish. Nice. Well, nice or not nice. I don't know which one, but uh, it's always he's, nice. I, he's a nice guy. I always think it's good or fascinating when my wife is Catholic and, you know, getting kind of in, assimilated into the Jewish traditions, I think is a great thing to observe. Uh, I take great pride in it because I feel like, and this might be just me, but I feel like all the Jewish things are just way more fun than the Catholic things. 
I mean, Kate said this about Temple. It's like people singing and like people having a good time and and mass. I guess is you just say how you sinned. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know any different. But Kate, yeah, in the mass. Yeah, Kate knows. Like at this point, Kate knows all the stuff. She knows like the she knows the prayers. She knows she was doing. You know the part. You do the part of the seder with like the the wise child and the wicked child and that whole thing. She was doing that. She kind of like yeah, it's great. It's great to see. It's great, it's great, it's great to great see story. someone make that progress. Absolutely, thousand percent. It's uh, it's true, and, and I feel like as we have gotten older, we're able to see the how fun it can be and appreciate the lightheartedness in the songs. Growing up, it, it was like I think I kind of dreaded it and kind of found really that, uh, not yeah Hebrew school definitely. Oh yeah, and Hebrew that, school for sure. Yeah, Sat- yeah. Satyrs. I felt like we were just like delaying the waiting to eat. Afi Coleman was great. Afi Coleman's, yeah. Coleman's a blast. Yeah. I don't know. I view it as like the Seder. The Seder, I think, might be my favorite of the Jewish traditions because there's a lot of gravity in the story. You tell the story every year and it's a serious story. But, you know, as as Jews, we make it like a fun, not fun, but it's like a, you know, putting jokes and, and all Absolutely. that. And it's like a whole thing. And um, I think it's a very rich uh, tradition. Definitely. And it kind of, I think it highlights one of the reasons why religion has such strong te- uh, staying power. Absolutely. Cause you know, we got the brace bits open, but it, you can't, it's not as, as much of a religious experience. We're going to need hundreds and hundreds of brace bits. Open Thousands. To catch up. Thousands. Yeah. yeah. Phil Jackson said, you know, there'll be some yeah. Phil Jackson Bible story. Mr. October's <laughs> traditional <laughs> song at the eighth hole. Yeah. Yeah, the Seder just—it reminds me a lot of my childhood. It reminds me of childhood memories. Just, just, just snacking and on. I think if you bones. do it, if you do it right, then it's also there's a lot of. But as a kid, you don't care. But there are a lot of like teachable things that you could do. Absolutely, thousand percent. And I guess if you really do one, you could you could really get blasted, math blasted. Yeah, you know, take a sip of wine for this. Take a sip sure. of wine for that. Supposed to have what four glasses of wine? Uh, too many, too many. I had some manischewitz. Had I had some red wine? I got, I got a little, little tipsy. I'm not afraid to say it. It brought you back to your childhood. Brought me back to my childhood. Brought me back to you know just just noshing as a little kid. Just noshing as a little kid. Did you nosh on it? Is there anything you'll really like noshing on as a little kid? I could think of. I can think of at least nine of my favorite things that I would nosh on as a child. Really? If you would want, I could rank them for you. Like, yeah. like I mean, in like a top nine format, like of my favorite childhood snacks. Well, Jesse, I'm glad you brought that up because it just so happens that this week for our top nine, pre we decided on this before the pod, but I, I know you forgot. So I wanted to bring it up again. We're doing top nine childhood snacks. What a quinky dink. What a seamless grub up transition. This is why they pay us the big Buck Williams. We're doing our top nine snacks from our childhood. I almost, I almost asked my parents about this because I wanted to know, like, kind of if they remembered my favorite childhood snacks, but I went straight off the dome. I'm sure if they're listening to this, they're going to tell me what snacks I actually enjoyed as a child. But this is what I, I remember for myself. What you're snacking on? Damon Harrison, snacks. Zachary Snackery. Let's go eat a goddamn snack. Rex Ryan. I, didn't, I don't know that one, but... 
from Hard Knocks. He he uh, yelled at the team, and then the team went to go get a snack. He's like, "Let's go eat a goddamn snack." That's ridiculous. All right, I'm gonna do my top nine childhood snacks. My number nine is Gushers. Jesse says <laughs> yeah. He's nodding as he's about to. He's timing his drink of iced coffee. Is that? Sure is. 6 p.m. Nice coffee. That's gonna that's gonna be help you go to sleep. It's gonna leave a mark. Yeah, Norman, Lance, Gushers mark. are phenomenal. They're my number seven. I almost had I almost had him way higher up. The first when we agreed upon this list, first thing that popped in my head was a gusher. The gusher burst into my brain because they're ridiculous. You would never have them over over a certain age. It's like illegal to have them. Yeah, I think like you, you ever an adult them. walking around having gushers, they would assume you're a pedophile and they're trying yeah. to attract little kids. Yeah. It's, I don't even do gushers exist anymore. I haven't seen a gusher since the seventies. I don't know if I saw one, I'd gush for rot. But I, I mean, this is you, you, this is your number nine. But I, I just I, I can go. I can talk about gushers for days. I love gushers. Sounds like you want to. I just the, literally the, it's in the name. The first bite that gush, I feel like it was just the best. The flavor was delicious, but I, I there was un. No candy was like that kind of experience where you took a bite and the flavor burst into your mouth. I mean, that's what fruit does. Fruit, like a, a good grape will gush in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. But not, but fruit, a grape is not a gusher. Gusher is made of like chemical sugar. Which yeah, is you don't get mind. that chemical goodness. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that simulate that. Like what weirdly comes to mind for me is a, a lava cake. Sure. It's like sure. that same experience. Like Barata is, is another one, but that kind of joy of uh, business on the outside, party on the inside is, it's just, it's tough, tough to Hashim to beat. Absolutely. It's, it's UConn. You, you got in the Jim Calhoun days. Kemba Walker. Yeah. And one thing I didn't, I wanted to say before this is that I, I never would never be able to have gushers in our house. My mom was a pretty into healthy eating, although she slowly stopped caring as we got older, really, as my sister started to want these snacks, she kind of just, my sister's the youngest, my mom kind of gave into whatever my sister wants. Something that I argue still exists today, but I, I'm not, who am I? I'm just, who a, are you? I'm a, cheese, I'm a cheese slice and a barbecue chicken slice. <laughs> that's, who, that's who we both represent. Yeah. Your sister is younger than you. Yeah. You're the middle child? I'm the middle. Got it. As you could tell by how diplomatic I am. Right. In every, at every you're, turn. You're a middleman. I am a middleman. But we never would have gushers in the house. When I was really little, my mom would get nothing. She got, have you ever heard of Frookies? They're like healthy cookies. That's what we would have. And then like she would introduce like Chips Ahoy we had. And then over time, it started to get more and more uh, like, I guess, quote unquote, normal. Gotcha. But I appreciate that. There, she's, she's always been mindful of health. I think maybe at times as a kid, you, you don't appreciate it. And you do. There were times like, oh, maybe I could have had some of this. It wouldn't have really hurt me. But now I'm like, I mean, all this stuff I would never have. It's, it's good for two seconds and then it's gross. So where are you having these gushers? You're sneaking gushers on the street. You're going to gusher dealers on like the sidewalk at yeah. lunchtime. You're trying to find the gusher hookup. Exactly. And Andrew Kerr's house. Nina had all the snacks. Wow. I had to have yeah. the hookup. The connect. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he listens to the pod, but he had all the hookups. 
my number eight, actually, this is something my mom did get. Uh, I feel like when we were in high school starting the uh, Little Debbie Brownies. Sure. You remember sure. those? those classics, of course. Yeah, classics. I like the Cosmo Brownies. Do you remember those? They were just, really. they had these like little small, different multicolored chocolate chip type things in the brownies. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and they That's were, they were, I liked them because my mom would pack them with like school lunch as like a, instead of chips sometimes or, yeah. and they were just like, they were so filling. I would come home starving, have, have a snack and out of two of them, and then it would be enough. And I always respected, like, I've always had a love hate relationship with chips because as much as they've liked chips, it's never enough. And you never feel, I always feel like I'm cheated. Little Debbie brownies. I never felt cheated. That's a testament of a good snack. You want a snack that'll that's hearty enough to satisfy you and not leaving you want to want more. Chips always leave you wanting more. But there are certain snacks, a couple on my list that's like they're designed to be addictive. They just they keep you coming back. Back to back. Belly to belly. Some good analysis. Mel Kuyper. I'm impressed. My number seven are they're called chips deluxe. Do you know the, they're like, I think Keebler made them maybe, but they're chocolate chip cookies that were called Chips Deluxe. And I probably would recognize it if I saw it. These were cookies that my mom would get. And it was always like kind of a treat. We wouldn't have them all the time, but they came in like a similar kind of, I guess, like carton. Is that how like, you know, like Oreos or Chips Ahoy would come in? Yeah. Let's that's, leave. That similar thing. And just the name Chips Deluxe. It felt like when you were having them, not only were you having cookies, but you were having good times. <laughs> Grand old time, not large deluxe. Yeah, I love the word deluxe. If you're, if you're at a diner and you get a burger, I'll you know what make it deluxe. Yeah, Deluxemburg, Deluxe Luther, Martin Luther King, rest in peace. That was your number seven. Yeah, my number nine. You mentioned the company before, Keebler. My number nine is the Keebler toast and peanut butter sandwich cookies that came in the little sleeve. You heard about these? Have you seen these? There's different varieties of them, like the little, almost like Ritz cracker cookies, but they were peanut butter sandwich cookies. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. They keyboard yeah. made those? Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. I think you're Look mistaken. it up. I'm not mistaken. This I'll double down on. Triple I'll down a, on. I'll have an egg and pepper hero and a Ritz cookie or whatever chips to keyboard. Keebler toast the peanut butter sandwich cookies. It's like a little, it's like a mini peanut butter and jelly without the jelly and without the bread but on a cracker so just peanut butter. Like in a little sleeve throw them in a a, lunch, a brown bag lunch having them for an after school snack love to love a peanut butter snack number nine i'm getting you stuck on the roof of my mouth because you're peanut buttering me up i don't know what to say it doesn't even say it sounds it sounds like you just made that up I sure Sounds like you took a bunch of buzzwords of snacks and put them into one. I sure didn't. If you look at it, you never see the sleeve, the Keebler toast and peanut butter sandwich cookie. It's an iconic look. Also, what are they, what are they doing with that Keebler elf? Creepy guy. Definitely a creepy guy. I, but I like the word Keebler. Keebler's a good name. I think it was probably the person's name. I hope so. I hope, and, they, I hope they keep it. Hey, what's up? I'm Buddy Keebler. <laughs> Brazerbacks, have my back. Someone write in. Come on, call in. People know about the sandwich cookie. Nobody hopefully knows. you know my hopefully you know my number eight and i'm not gonna sw- swing and miss again my number eight is french's potato sticks you know these sticks these little yeah. cans these little yeah shoe string guys 
they are like little pretty much just like little sticks of salt i haven't had them since like the the 40s but i remember them from from camp summer camp you would have a uh there would be like a snack cabinet where we, we would get pantry. to go pantry a pantry but there's another word for it braised pantry but like walk you in would like, closet of food yeah <laughs> Uh, and you would get, you would have like a list of snacks, and I would always go for the potato sticks. Uh, they, were, they were like chips, but they were crispier, delicious, savory. Not not savory. They were salty. They were delicious. I'm not a big chip guy. I've got one other chip on my list, but I like sticks, especially if they're getaway sticks. Potato, stick them up. Stick them up. Don't shoot. Fork it over, because I'll I'll have some. Never didn't cross my mind. Kind of forgot about these, but now my memory it's resurfacing. Feel like they were solid, but I, I don't think I spent enough time with them to really get to know them. Yeah. They were like They're... in in my high school. I remember in my yearbook, this person wrote, like, oh, we should have hung out more. You seem cool. We never did we never hung out. What a shame. Someone and I was like, I guess that? so. Yeah. Why did it why did did you ask them to sign your yearbook? Everyone like so I don't know. It was probably a situation where every everyone like wrote in the everyone wrote in it. I feel that's like that's funny. We should yeah. have hung out more. Yeah. Why don't you guys could have hung out like but since you, you can't now, you can't. It's over. <laughs> that is always a great trip to memory land, reading the old yearbook. Um and my number seven is Gushers. Gushers. What is Gush- it? <laughs> my number seven is Gushers. I'm it's kosher gushers. I was only growing up, we were only allowed to have kosher gushers, the gushers. Gushers they definitely are kosher. Gotta be. I do love when snacks like that have the kosher symbol and it's like, I guess you're getting some people to buy this because of this, but like, are you trying to, because I guess kosher doesn't, there's no real correlation with being healthy, but in my mind, there's always like something, it's like a quality thing, right? Absolutely. They're they're like, you know, we may put hot garbage in this, but don't worry. It's kosher. It's elevated. There was like a fruit roll up that was like a, a kosher version of it. It just, it just seemed better. It was like, oh, this is this is kosher. You should have this for breakfast every day. It's much better for you. Well, that's interesting. You brought up fruit roll-up because my number six is not fruit roll-up, but it's fruit by the foot. Huge. Love the fruit by the foot. Kind of reminded me of like a yo-yo. You opened it up and it just felt like in the beginning of a fruit by the foot, good times were endless. It kind of reminds me, this is a very specific experience, but I think it's a great one. You go to a laundromat? Sure have, and I sure do. Do you drop off the laundry? Do you do it? Both. Both? So when you do the laundry and you need quarters, yep. what I'll do is I'll usually put it, they accept like ones, five cents, and twenties. So I'll put a 20 in there. And when you put a 20 in there, the quarters just come raining down. And I think- raining quarters. this This is good times. I could do laundry for the rest of my life with, this amount of change. And when I first have this gigantic stack of, of cues, I'm like, I mean, I could, I could just get rid of some of these. I could give them out because I'll never run out of quarters. And that's what the very beginning of a fruit by the foot feels like. But too many quarters. What are you doing with all these quarters? Why, do, laundry why you like, do laundry like four or five times and then it's over. But all right. Do you, do you keep, do you ever like? Do you have a place where you keep your change? We have not only do we have a place. We have a place where we keep our change, and then we have a place where we keep our quarters. 
And do you not? We quarter our we quarter our quarters. Third Amendment. So what are you doing getting $20 worth of quarters if you have all these change in your apartment? Well, sometimes we use up all the quarters and then we need more quarters. Because it's, it's the fourth quarter and I'm running up. Fruit roll-up is fantastic. It was like my number 10. I feel like I would just get... I can't really knock it. I, I, I've, I feel like as I got older, I don't like the, the roll-up. I, I, I would just start chewing the entire thing as one, uh, oh, yeah. as, as one big thing. I never really, I also never really was, I never, my mom never bought them. So I had, you know, I was going to the gusher dealer to try to get some fruit yeah. roll-ups, fruit right. by the foot. Fruit roll-ups I thought were kind of a, a ripoff or they just yeah. weren't as fun as fruit by the foot. And I feel like whenever someone had a fruit by the foot, you, you try to get a piece. Be like, give me a piece. Of that Kit Kat roll-up. Yeah. Breaking up that. it was always, I felt like something I longed for, like, Oh man, I'll really make it the day I get a full fruit by the foot. <laughs> My number five is Dunkaroos. Wow. I feel like you probably have them on your Joe list. They're my number five childhood snack, but Dunkaroos were actually my number two dip when we did the dip episode. It's just surprising. It's surprising that it's not higher up. If it's your number two dip, not your top three snacks. That's how good childhood snacks are because Dunkaroos they i usually got them in like the packs right they had like the packs of three different flavors they were the the rainbow frosting the vanilla the one that was vanilla and then the chocolate with like the cookie yeah and i always thought the vanilla one was like significantly worse like if you were left over with the vanilla then you kind of lost you drew like the wrong straw mm. and in rainbow my family in my family like you know there there's three of us for these Dunkaroos, I feel like it was really my brother and, and I. And, you know, as the younger brother, I ended up getting the the vanilla frosting ones probably more often than I would have if we were playing on an even playing field. Wow. Not to say that was bad, but the fruit, the Dunkaroo experience is not consistent across the board. And for that, I'm out. You should have went to your gusher dealer and tried to get a hookup for that, that the other frostings. Dunkaroo is my number two. It is a primetime premium childhood snack. You had to go to the top tier snack dealers to get these guys. And, you, and just the whole eating process, they had like a resurgence. I feel like when I went to summer camp, I was a little older. And like people were like bringing them back. They're like retro snacks. Yeah. But I haven't had them in a long time. But I, I just remember the experience because they would always be like a couple too many extra Dunkaroos to the frosting ratio. So you, I That's feel like true. I would. That's true. You really had to measure out or, or like have a couple of raw cookies yeah. like on their own to be like, I'm going to have these like on so that I don't have leftover cookies with no frosting. Cause that's a bad feeling when well, you clean out a frosting with no dunks. You know what I did? I, I was preventative Cascadia subduction zone. I had a few raw cookies off the top. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Initially. Move. Yeah. 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 So then you, you don't have to worry later. Exactly. Insurance. Cause you, yeah. And you don't want to be uh, rationing your your dunkaroo frosting midway through it's just an the that frosting is sweeter than any frosting around so, it's insane it's almost like you got to pay rent to big dunkaroo and then you're like <laughs> all right the rent payment is made i can enjoy these cookies and frosting yeah those those raw dunkaroo cookies were like pills you had to swallow to get to the good stuff it's like all right i'll swallow these guys raw then i'll, I'll get to the good stuff yeah and you get out of debt and then you could live your life debt-free 
Dave Ramsey. Patrick Ramsey. Um, there was something else. That was, oh, one thing also that, that docked Dunkaroos in my, <laughs> in my points book was that as you got older, you're talking about as you get older, they came back. But I remember in like high school, I would have Dunkaroos, but they were not even close to enough food for a snack. So you need to have like two of them. Right. And that's, that's QAB. Yeah, 100%. I mean, after you finish the first one, I feel like I don't want to get too graphic, but I would be, I would be tonguing, oh, yeah. throwing, throwing my tongue in that little cup of that little thimble of frosting, getting every yeah. corner out. There'd be, you know, maybe you're thinking about asking someone to prom or whatever. And you're like, I mean, yeah, I'd love to go to prom with you, but I'm occupied with this uh, rainbow dunkaroo. Exactly. Oh, I'm working on I'm my everywhere. fundamentals. Yeah. I'm Tim dunkaroo. <laughs> that's good. That's, that's a contender. My number four is, I don't think you'll see this coming, but it's milk and cereal bars. Wow. Wow. They came in packs that have like the Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Honey Nut Cheerios. Sure. Golden Grams. Those were hardy. Those were hardy. I like them because number one, they had the sugary cereals that I wasn't allowed to have as a kid. I think I've talked about this on the pod, but... Only once a year during our birthdays, my parents let us buy whatever cereals we wanted. And the rest of the year, we were only allowed to have like Cheerios, Rice Krispies, Wheaties. Which is interesting because you you have presented in the past that you've wanted to do top nine cereals. I'm a big cereal guy. I love so cereal. You've had them. So I guess you have a greater appreciation because you would have the good ones once a year. I was denied the, the good ones. But because of that, I think I, I gleaned a greater appreciation. And then when I was in a situation where I could go nuts, you know, when I was at the dealer's house or whatever, I would just go nuts with all these good, you know, these uh, addictive yeah. cereals. You Getting were that build, sugar in the milk. You were Bill denied the science guy. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a great one. So these bars were like a loophole around this cereal policy. Right. I remember them. Those are almost like too rich sometimes. I feel like they were like, like the milk that they were like the thing that was, was supposed to be the milk was sugar, like, right? I mean, it yeah. must have just been like uh, solid sugar. Those can't I don't know what it was. anymore. Those can't be good for you. There's no chance they're good for you. But they were also going back to the what were we talking about? The Dunkaroos weren't filling. What was something that was? Oh, the little Debbie Brown. They're kind of similar to the little Debbie Brownies, where you had one and you you were satisfied. Right. Definitely. Which I respect and appreciate. Got to, you need that in a snack. Yeah. My number six is definitely not filling, and I feel it leans towards the more addictive childhood snack. It's the Rice Krispie Treat. It's those little treats in the blue wrapping that I feel like, I mean, they're just, everyone's had a Rice Krispie Treat, I feel like. They're, you know what they taste like. But you have one of those, it's almost like that's what wets your palate. It's like, that's, that's what revs the Krispie Treat engine. And, and you're like, you're ready to house house md a thousand crispy treats i i remember there was a phase in my childhood we had like a snack cabinet and there would always be crispy treats in there and then like i think my sister and i and probably our whole family just would we we went too nuts and there was a time where that was that cabinet was cleaned out and there were healthy things then replaced with it but crispy treats were just an unbelievable snack i would have them coming home from school yeah, they're not on my list, and it's I never really had much respect for them. 
I liked them, but I never respected them. Why? And because when we were little, we like made them homemade. Like my mom, there was a period of time where she'd actually made them. And those were so much better that even at that age, I was able to taste with the Rice Krispie Treats. Like they tasted to me like the wrapping that they came in. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> but I've had the homemade crispy Treats. There's nothing like the chemical sugar I thought it was like, it, it was so hollow. You're just like biting right through it. <laughs> yeah. It was That's just true. metallic. Metallica. <laughs> it, was it was a metal band. It was a different time. It was a, yeah. yeah. That's a great point. It did taste like the wrapping. The wrapping was delicious. It was, it was not. It was what? Plastic metal? Aluminum? Oh aluminum power bat? It had a nice pop to it. Snap, pop, and crackle. My number five, it's a classic vending machine snack. The famous Amos Choco Chip Bag. Give me some famous Amos. Never disappoints. It's not like a high quality chocolate chip cookie, but it does the job. It's a little, like mini little chocolate chip cookie. Has a little little bite to it, a little snap to it when you bite into it. It satisfies it. That satisfies you. It satiates you. It's a good lunch treat. Throw it into a bag. Throw any of these into a bag. Throw me in a bag. And I'll, when I'm nauseous, I'll, I'll blow into a brown paper bag. Famous Amos. I don't know who made Amos famous, but to me, they're top in my top nine. They're number five. That's a good one. I hadn't thought. I haven't thought about them in years. They were, I think, the top of those small, the small cookie industry. Sure. You're right. That little little pop, little crunch when you had them. They came. I think we had them. I don't know if you ever had these, but my dad would go to Costco and come back. You get these like snack packs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It'd be like Cheetos and variety ruffles. And I feel like they were the famous Amos yep. in that. So never really was like, I, I they, were, they were solid. They were solid. I don't have anything bad to say about them, but they weren't like one of my favorites. They do the job. If they you're do standing the job. At, a, at a vending machine and you don't want chips. But you yeah. Want they do the chocolate. job. Yeah. They do the job. Steve. My number four, we're talking cereal. You're talking cereal. I wasn't a big cereal guy, but we would have this in the house and I would have it as, have it as a snack. It's cinnamon toast crunch. And I would have it just poured into a cup and I would have cinnamon toast crunch raw. I remember my babysitter growing up would, would, have, would serve us cinnamon toast crunch in a cup. And it was just a great snack, a sweet little crispy cinnamon toast crunch. Everyone, I, I mean, if you pour milk into it, I don't know. I don't know. How to, I don't want to describe cinnamon toast crunch. It's literally in the name. It's cinnamon. Yeah, you're like toast. Right? It's crunchy. You're like cinnamon toast crunch. Uh. <laughs> it's, it is in the name. CTC. Yeah. It's yeah. You pour milk into it. It gets that that cinnamon milk. That cinnamon drink. It's delicious. It's not great for you. But I prefer probably a cinnamon toast crunch, like the little pieces, rather than putting it into a bar. Yeah, no, it's definitely not good for you. It could be, it's pretty unhealthy if you have repeated blows to the head with it. You get CTE with CTC. Sure. And the CDC warns you against CTC because you get CTE. You got to go into cinnamon toast crunch protocol, concussion crunch protocol C cpr that's interesting as a snack i never thought of it that way but cinnamon toast crunch is definitely one of these cereals that is like you know dry to wet like sometimes some cereals are way better wet some cereals are way better dry but this one i think is 
good both ways, yeah. which you gotta you gotta respect and appreciate. It goes both uh, ways, and also when you pour milk on it, there's a certain period where you, if you wait too long, I personally don't want it too wet and soggy. But if it has, if it holds its structure, it's perfect. It's yeah, it could be soggy if you pour too long, but then the milk is is delicious because you get right. all that cinnamon sugar. Right. The one thing that I never loved about Cinnamon Toast Crunch is they had commercials with Lance the lifeguard, and he like was mean about Cinnamon Toast Crunch, and I was like, don't don't put people named Lance in this in this boat in this wow. lifeguard stand wow. don't do this to us wow buddy my number three is oreo cakesters i don't know if i've had that oh man just go google give it a google quick give it a goog they were oreos but they were like sponge cakes i feel like if you see them you'll know what i'm talking about but they were like a combination of an Oreo and a brownie. And I didn't get a chance to have them often, but whenever I did, I went nuts. I think they sold them at a vending machine in my high school maybe. And that's where I had them because they definitely didn't get to have them at home, but I had them enough where whenever there was a chance of having them, I would seek them out like uh, like Tom Cruise and Mission Impossible. I just go for it. I do my own stunts to get them. Ethan Hawke. I have a plan. That's Ethan Hawke is the actor. What was what's Tom Cruise's name in Mission Impossible? Ethan Hunt. <laughs> right. I'm Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hunt. I'm Ethan Hawke. I'm before midnight and after sunset and sunrise and sundown, middle of the day. Give me those Oreo cakesters. Hawkeye down. I have never had those. I've I've seen them. I prefer an Oreo. I don't have Oreos in my. You never list. had them. But I've had. They look like whoopie pies. They look like a. They're, they look like, a, they look like in, a soft little. They look. I know that texture. I know that look. They're mushy. They have no structure. They. They. It's not. They cream. do have structure. It's like a fake cream on in the middle. That's like tastes like wet. <laughs> they're it's not in, cake. They're in a league of their own. Movie I've never seen, but that's what they are. Oreos are much better. Oreos got that crisp they got the bite they got the you can twist them around they got the cream on the inside that you can eat these these if you if you're going to be cake be cake don't be an oreo cakester make just get a cake ori no they're not as good as oreo cakesters hideki nomo that's a hideo hideo nomo hideki matsui yeah i got matsui you know and knocked up when there's a scene in Knocked Up where Leslie Mann thinks Paul Rudd is cheating on him. So she like <laughs> goes to this house and is about to like catch him in the act of cheating. But then she opens the door and it's a fantasy baseball draft and they're all, there's all these guys <laughs> going nuts. And then he, Paul Rudd just says to Leslie Mann, I got Matsui. <laughs> and it's so funny. <laughs> Great fantasy baseball player. Always putting up good stats. Great pick. <laughs> Yeah. Not not a good pick on your part, but these cakes are great pick. Mine one time I did a fantasy baseball draft at Goose's house from QAB. That's very QAB. Yeah. At the nest. My number two, it's the only chip I've got, but it's it was just classic and you can't avoid it. It's Pringles. I was thinking about Pringles. I was thinking about them. Didn't make the list. Get them in a can. Once the, can. One, the the mascot mustache man I always loved. Once you pop, the fun don't stop. Best slogan in the game. True. Love making like Pringle duck mouth. Sure. Love doing that. Sure. 
just a great salt ratio to the chip. Sure. Hard to beat a better original flavor. As a youth, I never respected sour cream and onion. I thought it was too pungent, but as an adult, gotta respect sour cream and onion. Prime time. Just a classic chip. And uh, loved how they're kind of hard to get in the can. Didn't love how the ones at the bottom kind of crushed a little bit, but it was just a total full adventure. Chris Pringle, it's Christmas time. I enjoy Pringles. Can't knock them. I've had them. I've had plenty of Pringles in my day. The can, the entire experience, making the duck lips, putting them on the top of the roof of their, your mouth, and they perfectly kind of align. Yeah, that's good. It's 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 a, it's a great treat. It's a good snack. Not good enough for you, I guess. No, certainly not. <laughs> my my number one is Jello pudding. Oh, come on. No. <laughs> what do you got against Joe Pudding? As a number one childhood snack, it was amazing. A kid who would rush home from school and be like, oh my God, I get my hands wrapped around a, 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 a Jello pudding. <laughs> yeah, Jello pudding. A Jello like chocolate pudding. It was the best. I would go home. I wouldn't get my hands around one. I'd get my hands around three. <laughs> they were so good. I could not stop eating them. I wish I had some now. They, they were one. I mean, I probably would feel sick after eating one of them now. But they were just, I mean, out of this world good. And I really respected the fact. So I don't think I've ever talked about this on the pod, but I had, I was very slow teether. I didn't lose my teeth. Like my childhood teeth, like a lot of them just never fell out. Huh. And they had to pull 12 of them Yikes. in order for me to get braces. So in eighth grade, they had to do it in like batches because it was like too much to do at the same time. So they pulled 12 of my teeth. I believe it, was, it could have been 11. It was like some number like that um, in order for me to get braces. And then I had braces after that and didn't get them off until spring of my senior year of high school when I basically, the, the orthodontist wanted to keep them on. And I was like, I'm just, I don't care. Like I'd rather my teeth not be perfect. I just can't keep wearing braces. Like this sure. is ridiculous. Um, and when I got, it was pretty, you know, it was kind of painful getting these teeth pulled. And uh, I remember after these teeth getting pulled every time I wasn't really allowed to have jello pudding cause it wasn't a healthy snack, but because of this, I was able to have it. So I wouldn't say it was worth getting my teeth pulled to have the jello pudding, but it made the experience way, way better. Lance Pudding Parker. I'll be honest. When you said Jello pudding, I just thought at first it was just Jello, like like the the Jello. But I didn't think about the pudding part. The chocolate pudding is unbelievable. Those yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I'm right. not talking about Jello at all. I'm talking about I, I the chocolate was, pudding. Yeah, got it. Those are delicious. Yeah. I don't knock it. I thought you were just talking about Jello. That no. was your number one. Jello, Jello's no, that's that's terrible. No, I, the Jello chocolate pudding. Sorry, I should. I jumped the gun. Yeah, I'll be honest. Jello pudding is it's phenomenal. Those are addictive. Those are um, those are fantastic. Yeah. Pudding Parker. Surprising that you don't. My number one. I'm surprised you don't have it on your list. Very very interesting. My number three are the chewy bars. Those chocolate oh, chip chewy good. bars. They're good. Yeah, solid, solid. Absolutely. I feel those are the, the most classic snack that I feel like did the job. They would like if you were really hungry, they would just fill you up. The chocolate chewy bar, different varieties, but the chocolate was my number one sweet treat. It was like when you were like a little kid, it was like the it definitely was not healthy, but it was like the more 
mature snack. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that, yeah. It was a, uh, it was instead, it was not a natty light of snacks. It was a uh, craft beer. Right. You had a chewy bar at a uh, at, at fourth grade lunch. You're like, oh, this guy, he's going places. This guy has a mustache already. <laughs> yeah. This guy's got a five o'clock shadow crushing a chewy bar and gonna have he's gonna go on happy hour after after school. Don't forget your briefcase. <laughs> Filled to the brim with chewy bars. <laughs> he's going to, he's like, I'm selling chewy bars and cutco knives. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good market. It's good value right there. <laughs> Buy three cutco knives, get four chewy bars free. <laughs> yeah. I'll do it. Who wouldn't? Yeah. Um, that's the only thing three. the only thing I don't like about chewy bars is I thought they were a little thin. Thin. Their length was acceptable, but their width, I think they could have added, you know, some more fruit by the foot. Yeah, they weren't they weren't very hearty. They, they were they were more they're on the lighter side of snacks. They were more boxcar children than hardy boys. Sure. But they were adults. I think Chewy Bars are still around. Oh definitely. Chewy Chewy Davis. There's a kid Chewbacca. named There's a kid named I don't know why. Oh, because his name was Matthew and people called him Chewy. Like when he was little, like in basketball. He was like a, he played like I remember in like when we were little. He was like his name was Chewy, but then at some point he's like, My name's Matt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Chewy Herman. Pee Wee Chewy Herman. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to go by Chewy. For, for Chewy. <laughs> no. That's if that sticks to you, you're an adult. You can't really grow out of that. You gotta sell a lot of Chewy bars to get out of that that one. My name's my name. Just call me Chew. My, my name's Chew anymore. My name's Buddy. <laughs> Buddy stuff. I don't buddy think Bayon. I don't think that banter got it. I think we talked about that before we started recording. We had a whole Buddy riff. We yeah, it was, it was talking about people whose names are Buddy. Yeah, Garrity, Buddy Garrity. My number two is Dunkaroos. Talked about Dunkaroos. We went into depth. All right, Dunkaroos. Oh. And then my number one, very surprised you don't have in your top nine, Lance. My number one, it's the Bagel Bites. It's the pizza Oh, bagels. no. How <laughs> in the world do you not have that? Oh, no. It's the go-to. It is oh, no. the number one snack. Oh, my God. The universal snack. Of all of our childhoods, children growing up today, children growing up in the 70s. I would not be surprised if the cavemen, when they were growing up, had bagel bites. Lance, he's, his straw, his chef's whites, his hat is being pulled over his head. I, I mean, I, I'm just glad that he's, he's being honest. I thought you were going to be like, oh, I thought you, I'm just, I'm not happy that you, you overlooked the bagel bites, but I'm happy that this is, you, you're just, it's it, they're the best. They're ha- hands up. Lance Lance is admitting defeat. Bagel bites are an absolute treat. There's so many different ways to eat them. Sometimes you you want to have them straight up. You chew them all in one. Sometimes you you want to take the cheese off first and be like, oh look, now it's just a bagel with sauce. Sometimes you just want to nibble on them. They're always way too hot. You always burn the roof of your mouth with the first bagel bite. But golly, Lance, do they not come through? They're a bite, but they are my number Delight. one. Delight. They are. That's what I was going for. They're a bite. Let's edit that part out. They're a bite, but they're a delight. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta quit, quit the pot after that one. It happens. It absolutely happens. What I say was number one, Jello pudding. 
Yeah, they'd probably be number. They'd probably be Jello Pudding. I don't know. It'd be close, but they're definitely at least number two. Number two at yeah. the least. Absolutely. Wow, that's a, that's a the biggest oversight I think I've ever had. It's tough. A classic childhood. I don't know if it was childhood, maybe middle school, middle, middle school memory with Wack Goldberg. Wack Goldberg came over to my house and was like, uh, "Can we make bagel bites?" And I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, don't, I don't know if we can control the oven. I don't know if we, I don't know, like." For some reason, at a certain age, I didn't like know how to use the oven, and was very intimidated by it. And Wack always holds it over my head now, like, "Oh, remember when like you wouldn't let us use the oven?" Big <laughs> oven. Wow. I mean, that's that's just I gotta. I gotta quit. I gotta go home and eat some bagel bites. Because not only did you miss it, but our predictor, Kate, she predicted that you would have this on your list. Kate yeah. Parker comes in with some great LPPs, some Lance Parker predictions. She comes in, it's time for some razor snacks. Here are a few <laughs> nice. snacks I think little Lance would have <laughs> liked. Number one, pizza bagels, bagel bites. Yeah, it's, it's just tough. Then she's got Dunkaroos, bang. Bang. A great one, number three, which I didn't think about, Pop-Tarts. Yeah, I've talked about them too. To me, they were more of like a high school to college. Like they're a little later. So I I thought about putting them in, but I I didn't have, I never had them until I feel like I was like 15. You know, you get your first sip of alcohol and you have your Pop-Tarts. Right. And they feel like more than a snack. I feel like they're kind of lean more to a meal. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. When, when you start eating them, they're like, you're, I'm more than just a snack to you, right? <laughs> yeah, this is yeah, yeah. This is more serious. This yeah. is this is not. I'm not just pop. Yeah. I'm a tart. Gushers, bang, nice. Pringles, boom. Fruit by the foot. Oh wow. Goldfish, wow. Goldfish, I, and I talked about goldfish was my number one. We did something along the lines. I think we just did regular snacks as an adult. And goldfish so. was my number one. So I was like, I don't want to have overlap, but I really should have them. But also as a child, I was like, they're good, but they weren't like, just like yeah, they weren't like, it wasn't like you're having a treat, you're having goldfish, right. but they right. really should be. I, I, I thought about it and I, honestly, they should be on there over like Gushers or Little Debbie, but this felt like a treat snack list. And then she ends it by saying, snack on. Snack on. <laughs> snack on, Kate. Great predictions. She said that she shouldn't have to predict this because I'm her snack. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. You are you are her snack. Yeah. Phil Jackson comes in. Let's reminisce, get nostalgic, and ruminate about the snacks that chiseled, chiseled us into the well-rounded adults. It's, it's... My pal Jess may <laughs> not get as excited about a bag of Doritos today. But you better believe his inner child is bursting at the seams. I'm gushing, Phil. <laughs> Let's all hop on our huffy bikes and <laughs> ride to Memorial Field for an afternoon of tag football, coupled with some Scooby-Doo fruit snacks and high seat. <laughs> Scooby-Doo, Phil, you're on a roll. Memorial Field, unbelievable memories. Getting thrown into the mud by the bullies. Now that 90s culture is finally getting the respect it deserves, these lists should really induce a sense of overwhelming joy. Bear. Spo- spoil me, chefs. <laughs> <laughs> I'll spoil you, Phil. 
Without further ado, here's what Jesse was stashing in his knapsack for a much-needed munch. <laughs> oh, man. He's firing all cylinders. Dunkaroos. Bang! Bagel bites. Huge! <laughs> Gogurt. Ah, uh, yeah. Not a big Gogurt guy. That's more the Ray Donovan. Gogurt. If you look at it, it was all marketing with Gogurt. I feel Gogurt was like a... It was all for show. People want to be like, oh, look at look at like look at me slurping down Gogurt. I was never a Gogurt guy. It was too. It's like the kimchi of snacks to me. Lunchables. Lunchables was. I was thinking about it again. I feel like it was more of a fashionable snack. Pop tarts. Yeah, more of a meal. <laughs> chips more Ahoy. A thousand chips delicious. It was, it was that between that and famous Amos, but famous was more Amos. Bonus, a cup. Or slices of fruit for a healthy boy. <laughs> <laughs> those little cups of like orange slices, mandarins, and, be okay. and juice. Those yeah. are delicious. They were solid. Yeah. yeah. Brazon, Phil Jackson. Brazon, Phil. Great predictions. Huge. <laughs> yeah. I, I I did some doctoring. I hope Phil doesn't mind. But he had Dunkaroos as his first, and then he had bagel bites a little later. But I knew for maximum effect to have to give you that one-two punch of dunk. A lot of momentum bites. there. Yeah, you really created a to, lot of momentum in that. Had to Huge. keep the momentum. So I you spoiled you spoiled him rotten. You really did. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. All right. So we had a question this week in our uh, Brace Bits DMs. Maddie Schneck DM'd us uh, if we did top nine Schnecks. I guess she would be tied for one. She's a Schneck. Yeah. No. If no. Not no offense to Jack or anything, but Maddie's a Schneck herself. Yeah, I'd say she'd be tied for one with Jack. Yeah, I'm not ranking one. They're over they're, they're 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 both Schnecks. Yeah, I no, don't know who's still in three to nine, but they, that's they why we're not. That's why we're not doing the top nine. So <laughs> she says, a question I had for you guys is, how do you feel about pineapple on pizza? I know it's a super controversial topic. I'm a huge fan of it, especially the combo of bacon, jalapeno, and pineapple. So I think it's pretty easy. I'm, I'm on the same page. Wilcox, I love pineapple on pizza. Never had bacon, pineapple. What was the other thing she said? Jalapeno. Jalapeno. Never had that combination. I've had pineapple and pepperoni. I don't. I don't like the pineapple and ham. I don't like that. Like not Hawaiian, bacon. right? It's Hawaiian. Yeah. Yeah. But pineapple and pepperoni, I think, is phenomenal. I love it. I think it's great. Sweet. It adds another layer to the pizza. I don't get it at like good pizza places. If you, but I think it's more of like a late night. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. I, I, don't, I get it at the lower quality yeah, places. Yeah. I get it if, if you're getting Domino's, if you're getting like a late night drunk pizza, throw some pineapple on there. I'm I'm very excited about it. Yeah, I don't think we've done top nine fruits yet, but pineapple is very solid. Um. I don't think I've ever had pineapple on pizza as, as she was, as I like read the question, I was like, I don't think wow. I've ever had it. And I think cause the pineapple and ham, it doesn't sound like the best combination. I like the pineapple bacon and jalapeno. That sounds way better. That sounds great. Um, but I do think I was thinking about it and I don't know if this is typical of pineapple on pizza, but I feel like if you grill the pineapple, it's mm-hmm. a much better cause then, cause you get a crunch along with, the sweetness of the pineapple sure. and then you get the pizza. The only thing I would say that I wouldn't be into for pineapple, you know, if it's a little bit like soft and then you have like the soft and then it's like texturally, I don't think as it is. 
when you I've know, had it, it's not, it's usually cooked. It's usually, put, it's yeah. usually put on like before it goes in the oven. It's not like yeah. put on at the end and it's cold. Yeah. It usually okay. has like a, it's, it's, it is a little soft, but it, and, but it's not like it's, it, it somehow just goes. It, it yeah. Really blends well. With I think I, I never had it, so I could be wrong, but I feel like just thinking about it conceptually, I'd like it to be a little bit more hardened by the gusher dealer than sure. just like soft and not ready to take on the world. Right. But I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna have it soon because I've, I've never had it, and I think just because also it's like there are so many good pizza options, right? That you really have to put in your ten thousand. You don't have to, but like I could have it, right? I could have it tomorrow, and then be like, what have I been missing out on, and then add it into my rotation. But if it's something you've never added, then it seems like there's so many other solid options. Why would you add it in? Right. Yeah, go out of your way to have it. But why? Yeah. I think once you have it, it's I think to so get too. It again. It just doesn't, there's, it sounds, I mean, pineapple's great. Pizza's great. You put them together. Why not? Great question. I'm a little, so I, I think it's, it, it, it's probably a divisive question. Some people are very anti fruit on pizza, but it's, I think it's been around long enough and enough people have vouched for it. It would go away. And you know what it made yeah. me think about too? Do you remember when you were little, do you remember seeing like anchovies as a pizza topping option? Yes. Obi Toppin's pizza toppings. Yeah. We were watching the Knicks uh, the other day and Obi Toppin was in it. And I was like, hey, that's Obi Toppin. And Kate was like, Obi Toppin's pizza toppings? <laughs> yeah, there he is. He's, yeah. he's, been, he's been horrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's real bad. I'm sure he was probably in there for like 30 seconds and then got yeah. pulled out. I, I feel like you don't really see anchovies on pizzas that. No, so. but I feel like, I remember when I was little, I feel like it was like cheese pizza, pepperoni, like mushroom anchovies. It was like the fourth thing. And right. then- I feel like I would enjoy anchovies on pizza. I like olives. I like salty things. I love anchovies. I feel like it would be great. I feel like it'd be kind of expensive. That's probably why. It's probably yeah. like it's probably at like fancier pizza restaurants, like but a sit-down pizza place. I don't know. It must have been also maybe like a more classic Italian thing because yeah. I do feel like at these places where they offered it, they weren't. I mean, not that they were not nice, but they weren't like, you know, they weren't they weren't four dollar signs on Yelp. They were two. Sure. One they're one. They're one to two. Right. And pineapple, pineapples, you get a can of pineapple. It's pretty cheap. Pineapple want, Express. Great question. Send us some questions, DM us. Send us an email at braisebits.gmail.com. Yeah, our email is braisebits at gmail.com and our DM thing, Instagram. Yep. Is that braisebits? Bingo. Speaking of the nest and snacking on it over at Goose's house, we had a fantasy bat- baseball draft. You got any QABs? I do got some, one QAB, questionable at best. It's not really a QAB, actually. It's more of a funny thing. And I do feel a little bit bad because I said I was going to talk about this at, when I was at my parents. And my sister was like, oh, I feel like you always talk about me on the QABs. And I was like, what? And she was like, well, I listened to the one about toasted bagels. And I was like, well, that's QAB. You can't that's toast right. a fresh bagel. What are you doing? But I do feel bad because I feel like maybe the time she's, I know she's not like a really, you know, she's not really a brazier back, but she's listened on occasion. And I feel like the times she happens to listen are the times when I make fun of her. So I do feel bad, but I don't really make fun of her. Right. No, you're just calling her yeah. out. You're yeah. just throwing her under the bus, but not that often. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, not really. I yeah. think the last time he did was the toasted bagel, which was a long yeah. time ago. So I think it just, bad, I, think it just I think it just bad luck. And I was, I'm on her side of the toasted bagel thing. I'm pro it's, it's crazy. But anyway, so this is actually brings us all the way back to the beginning of the pod where I talk about the egg and pepper hero. So this was Friday 
and she had off of work. She took off of work. And I was, so I, I called this pizza and she's off of work. So she's like, I'll, I'll go get it. I'm, you know, you guys are working. I don't, I'm not, I could go get it. So I said, oh, that'd be great. So oh boy. she, she goes to the pizza place. You know, it's the order is one cheese pie, a spinach slice for my mom. That's what she represents. And, and egg and pepper hero. That is great. That order represents your family very well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she gets there and she says, they, they didn't get the order. And I was like, what are you, I was like, I called them. What are you talking about? He's like, they did this last time I called and they didn't get the order. So I took her a screenshot and I said, I looked at the number. I was like, this is Menino's pizza. Looked at the number and like screenshot it on Google. I was like, you should show them this. And if the number is wrong, then they should change it. But I knew it wasn't wrong. Cause I knew I hurt, like I knew I ordered it from a pizza guy. I asked the question about the egg and pepper hero. Right. Yeah. She goes, she sees it. And then like a minute goes by, she texts back. Oh no, I'm at Rocco's pizza. What do oh, I do? Oh, no. <laughs> so How far she, away is Rocco's? Well, so she said, so we, while that happened, she reordered the thing. She reordered, she, and oh, she reordered, oh, and she reordered oh. a pie, which is no problem, but she also reordered an egg and pepper hero. Oh. So she's like, <laughs> she, she was like, I mean, if it was just the pie, I feel like it'd be fine, but I got to take it now because it's the egg and pepper hero. And she was like, what do I do? Do I cancel the other one? I'm like, no, you got to. I was like, I guess we got two pies and two egg and pepper heroes. Wow. So she felt really bad. I thought it was just kind of funny. And what ended up happening is because my dad didn't want the, he couldn't have two egg and pepper heroes. I ended up having half from each. Sure. And it was fine. But, and then we had a bunch of pizza left over, obviously. That's but funny. It's, it was, it's nothing, nothing to feel bad. Not about. QAB. I thought it was pretty, it was, it was a pretty funny move. And it does come like, think I was like, did I tell her? that it was me but to me menino's is the pizza place that our family goes to but she for some reason i guess is starting to go to rocco's rocco's by the way has a lot of italian memorabilia on the walls or at least they did in like 1999 when i went there but it's but interesting, it's interesting. You, you probably said like oh let's go let's order from the pizzeria not you both kind of assumed you probably didn't clarify which place specifically and you had different ideas in your head we both had our idea a different idea of home pizzeria but the tiebreaker drode was like, why don't you go to Rocco's? Obviously it's Menino's. So uh, I did feel a little justified. A little bit. Yeah, I did feel a little right. bit justified, but I did feel bad. She felt like more bad about it than was necessary. I thought it was just kind of hilarious. That's it's embarrassing. I understand that. But I assume that none of that food can go bad. You can freeze the pizza. <laughs> the only thing was like, what do we do about the egg and pepper hero? And we had two of them, but my dad ended up only having half. And then he's like, oh, the other half for lunch tomorrow. And then my sister was like, gross. And I was like, classic. <laughs> you can't really have eggs the next day. He did. Good for drogue. Sushi for breakfast. or drogue? Drogue? It could be drogue for you. <laughs> drogba. <laughs> yeah, did he That's drogba? I would have went to Menino's, Mineo's, so... I got your sister's. Menino's, Menino's is no. She went to Rocco's, but Menino's is is significantly better. I think. I I would have went to Rocco's. We could have we could have went to Patio Pizza, which is the Trump's place. Hey, Patty Mayonnaise. My QAB has to do with the Parker family as well. Well, uh -oh. a, a different sect of the Parker family. <laughs> I don't want to out anybody, 
Um, but I, I had a funny interaction. It's almost it's QAB. It's almost I'm, I'm calling. We were called out as being QAB. Interesting. So I don't know as the the if the Brazerbacks follow uh, Big Apple Box on on Instagram. Uh, Big Apple Box did a raffle <laughs> oh, giveaway yeah, 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 with yeah. Um, Red Hook Lobster doing a, a merchandise giveaway. Uh, and I, I ended up winning the raffle. I, I believe to be fair and square. You won fair and square. I'll tell you what happened with the raffle. Actually, me, Drode was the one. Okay. Right. Let me, let me say what happened first. Then you, then yeah. you can say why it was okay. fair and square. But I don't want to, I, unless Kate, can say if this person wants to be uh, talked about, be labeled, but a, a member of Kate's family, who I believe is a Brazerback, reached out to me on Instagram after I reposted that I had won the giveaway. And she goes, I really wanted to win. And aren't you, aren't you Lance's comedy partner? <laughs> and, and, I, and I had to respond. I said, yes, but it was not rigged. The, the voting system was... Um, the voting was tallied by Dominion, and it was all fair and square. Um, but I, we, I think she was accusing us of being QAB. Wow. That's serious. Well, I'll tell you what happened. So we had, there ended up being, a, it was like 40, it was 40 number, like numbers. And we entered each person for liking the post. And then we put people twice if they tagged someone as per the contest rules. So I gave everyone numbers and I put like you had, you were listed two times and a few people were listed two times for both liking the post and tagging. Um, there I had Drode, I said, randomly pick a number from one to 40. And he picked one number who was actually one of Kate's cousins. Uh, I doubt it was the person who messaged you. Um, and part of the rules was you also had to follow Red Hook Lobster Pound. Right. And I looked. And she didn't follow Red Hook Lobster Pound. Ooh, so then we did it. this three more times and three more people didn't follow Red Hook Lobster Pound. So you were like the fifth person. We, one of your numbers was 35 and he said 35. And so you're like, the, you were really like the fifth person who won. It just happened that people didn't follow the rules. So we could have given it, I mean, we could have given it to one of the people we caught before, but that actually wouldn't have been following the rules. Right. And then when this we was- looked at it later, there was only like 10 people who could have actually been eligible to win. So you really I, want to add up like 10 people. I follow the road yeah. rules. It's not QAB. It ended up being clean cut. That's on so the surface. Funny. It seems like there would be some insider trading that was yeah. a little rigged. Well, actually, and actually it doesn't behoove us at all for you to win. There was a bunch of people who we didn't know who liked it. And it would be much better if someone we didn't know won the contest because then they could post about it and introduce it. I was actually kind of, I was happy for you that you won, but out for Big Apple Box, you were probably, you were maybe the worst person who could have won <laughs> for this reason. And for the reason that like you've posted about it, like you're not, you're probably not introduced, even if you get the stuff and you post about it again, which you're going to do because I'm going to make you um, like, no, it's, it's probably not going to do as much as someone who has never seen it before or never heard about it before. Wow. This took a terrible turn. I didn't think it was going to go this way. I'm happy you won. I'm, I'm very happy you won. Like you deserve to win. And it's like a fun thing. I'm glad you get the stuff's cool. Like, I'm glad you have it. I feel like you'll actually wear it and like 100%. appreciate it. Like, definitely. so in that sense, it's great that you won, but for like the pure business sense, it would be better <laughs> if someone we didn't know. Won. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm a bad, I'm a bad business winner, but I'm the head yeah. of the bad business bureau. That's true. But if you're listening or if anyone else thought that this was a QAB sequence, Lance just laid it all out. It was done by the book. We follow, he followed the rules. It actually, I, I'm just, I'm just a lucky guy. There's a, a lucky winner. There's a lot of QAB things surrounding this. So we put a little bit of money to promote the post because we wanted to get in front of people who didn't know about big apple box and Instagram kept, there was like a caution thing that kept popping up. It said, this looks like branded content. Uh, if this is branded content, you have to put like paid partnership with, and we look at their branded content rules. And it's like, basically, if you've received something for free, then you have to say it's branded content, but we paid for the, all the items in full. Like we were, that was kind of, that's kind of the whole point of the business. We're not going to get stuff for free and, and give it out. Like it doesn't really right. make sense. And it's not what we did anyway. Um, so there was kind of this, like on our end, there's this like caution and I don't, I can't prove this, but I feel like the post was actually a little bit suppressed because even it wouldn't even let me click. There's like an option of like, say, yes, this is branded content. And it comes with, you know, it gives the paid partnership. And I kept trying to press, this is not branded content and it wouldn't let me. Wow. This so is the whole thing, the whole thing is, is wild, but um, you actually should get it. If you should probably get it tomorrow. Um, Beautiful. I got, I had, yeah. I got my UPS tracking number. Oh, you got it. Good. It's good. So. I'm very excited. I think I'm, I'm a, I won it fair and square. You won, you won fair and square. I was wondering I, if anyone was going to do that, but yeah. yeah for the I record, it was, it was record, a lighthearted DM. I'm happy you won, but I'd rather you do not. Bad for business. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. And the record has been, I will yeah. make sure that it's on the record. But yeah. That was that. Should we bring in the closer? Yeah. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. <laughs> Why don't you like that? Because I edited the last pod with you doing that, and it just sounded it sounded like you were vomiting. <laughs> I think it ruins the momentum of the closer. Wow. Should we want to recount it? No, no. What's done is done. And if you're going to keep doing that, that's fine. I just had to put my opinion out there. Doesn't like me winning the, the, the giveaway. Doesn't like I was honest. I'm happy. I'm happy as a, as a friend. I'm very happy you won. But as a cold, hard businessman, no, I'm not happy. But I'm not unhappy. It just as and as a music producer, you don't like my, my freestyle over the bits closing song. No, I love your freestyle. I just don't like the, the vomit. The vomit uh, inflection. That's the way I express myself. I'm yeah. a vomiteer. Yeah. Tennessee vomiteer. Pat Summit. Thank All you for right. listening to Braves Bits. Subscribe to the Patreon if you want some more great bonus content. Two off menu episodes a month. We take each other out, analyze menus, talk to a wacky waiter, and leave Boys. us a review on Apple Podcasts. Boy. <laughs> Vanessa from Delray, who's moved up to work at Jacob's Pickles is one of our is a phenomenal character. Yeah. Yes, thanks for listening. As always, subscribe to the Patreon. Romaine, let us know. You know what? Do you, what do you want us to do with our with our lives? With our pod fodder. With our pod fathers. With our pod fathers, etc. At all. You know when people say that at all, I'm like, what? What does that even yeah. mean? No idea. No clue. No idea at all. I have no idea at all.
No idea at all, at all. Love you guys. Love everybody for listening. Talk to you guys soon. See you next week. Peace.